Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Mimar Be'Avram Golda, and today we're Zechus Yuma Dafyad Base. The first parak, she was yummy. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings about Chogas Tanaim, where the houses in Yishalayim can become Tame for Tumatsaras, based on the condition that Tumatsaras occurs by Eretz Chuzatschem, the land of your inheritance. The Tanakama rules that they cannot because he holds Yishalayim will Nishalko Shvatim. Yishalayim was not apportioned among the Shvatim and is therefore not considered an inheritance. Rabbi Huda rules that houses in Yushalayim can become Tameh, as he holds that Yushalayim was apportioned to the Shvatim. A Bryce is brought to support Rabbi Huda that states, Maya Bechelko Shei Yehuda, which parts of the base of Migdash were in the portion of Shevet Yehuda, Harbais, Haloshakos, Vazaros, and which parts were in the portion of Binyamin, the Ulam, the Hechel, and the base Kodesh Kodashim, and a strip of land which projected from the portion of Yehuda and entered into the portion of Binyamin, Uvahiyah bin Zbeach Banu, and on it, the Mizbech was built. And Binyamin Hatzadik was pained by it each day because of his longing to absorb it into his territory. Therefore, he was to become host of the presence of the Almighty, as it says, and between his shoulders, referring to Binyamin, does he rest, referring to Hashem. We see from here that Yushalayim was apportioned to the Shvatim. The Gemara then brings a b'risa that supports the Tanakhama. Pointing to the Gemara asks that while it's obvious that if the Kong Gadol becomes disqualified the morning of Yom Kippur, before the Tamishal Shachar, the new Kong Gadol is invested into his new position by bringing the Tamishal Shachar, but what is he invested into office with if the Kong Gadol becomes Tameh after the Tamishal Shachar? So Ravada Barabbas said Ba'avne with his pure linen belt, which was different than an ordinary Kohen's belt, which was made of shotness, Abai said Lobeshmonimahapakwitsunura. Before proceeding to the Yom Kippur service, he dons the eight begadim of the Kong Gadol and turns part of the Tamil offering over on the fire of the Mizbeach with a fork to hasten its burning. This act is considered an avoda. But Papa said, his performance of the Yom Kippur service, even without any other act, invests him with his office, since only a Kongala can do the Avoda on Yom Kippur. And point number three, when Ravin arrived from Eretz Israel, he said that everybody agrees that the Avnet of the Kongala on Yom Kippur was made of pure linen, and the rest of the year's Avnet was made of Kalayim. They disagree regarding the Avnet of an ordinary Kong, both on the other days of the year and on Yom Kippur. For Rebbe says it was made of Kalayim, or Rebbe Lezabar Rebbe Shimon said it was made of pure linen. Therefore, according to Rebbe, the four begadim that the ordinary Kohen wore were essentially the same as those worn by the Kohen Gadol throughout the year, besides his four additional begadim. So once again, the Gemara brings Malchokas Tanaim whether houses in Yushalayim can become Tameh from Tumatsaras, based on the condition that Tumatsaras occurs Be'erzachuzatschem, the land of your inheritance. The Tanakhama rules that they cannot, because he owes Yushalayim lonizchalkal Shvatim. Yushalayim was not a portion among the Shvatim, and is therefore not considered an inheritance. Rebuta rules that houses in Yushalayim can become Tameh, as the old Zayushalim was a portion to the Shvatim. A Bryce is brought to support Rabbi Yehuda that states, Maya Bechelko Shal Yehuda, which parts of the base of Migdash were in the portion of Shevet Yehuda, Harbais, Haloshakos, Vazaros, and which parts were in the portion of Binyamin, the Ulam, the Heichla, and the base Kodesh Kodashim, and a strip of land which projected from the portion of Yehuda and entered into the portion of Binyamin, Uvaya Mizbech Banu, and on it, the Mizbech was built. And Binyamin itself was pained by it each day because of his longing to absorb it into his territory. Therefore, he was Zoha, the Nase Ushpizachanodvur, to become host to the presence of the Almighty, as it says, Ubeng Seif of Shachin, and between his shoulders, referring to Binyamin, does he rest, referring to Hashem. We see from here that Yushayim was a portion to the Shvatim. The Gemara then brings a Brysa that supports the Tanakhama. Point number two, the Gemara asks that while it's obvious that if the Kohen Gadol becomes disqualified the morning of Yom Kippur, before the Tamishal Shachar, the new Kohen Gadol is invested into his new position by bringing the Tamishal Shachar. But what is he invested into his office with if the Kohen Gadol becomes Tameh after the Tamishal Shachar? 
For Avada Barava said Ba'avne with his pure linen belt, which was different than a Konehedyot's belt, which was made of shotness, Abayzid Lobeshmonu Mahabach Mitzinura. Before proceeding to the Yom Kippur service, he dons the ape of the Kongadol and turns part of the tummy over on the fire of the Mizbech with a fork to hasten its burning. This act is considered an avoda. But Papa said, His performance of the Yom Kippur service, even without any other act, invests him with his office, since only a Kongadol can do the avoda on Yom Kippur. And pointing with you, when Ravin arrived from Eretz Yisrael, he said that everybody agrees that the avnir of the Kongadol on Yom Kippur was made of pure linen, and the rest of the year his avnir was made of kalim. They disagree regarding the avnir of a konhedyot, both on the other days of the year and on Yom Kippur, for Rebbe says it was made of kalim, while Rebbe Elizabeth Rebbe Shimon says it was made of pure linen. Therefore, according to Rebbe, the four begunnings that the konhedyot wore were essentially the same as those worn by the Kongadol throughout the year, besides his four additional begunnings. Alright, so now we go to our Simon Verdafiud base, and our standard Simon is 12 brothers. 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 brothers who were fighting over who gets to put the model of Mizbeach in their room were finally convinced by the oldest brother, who pretended to be a newly invested Kongado in Yom Kippur with his linen belt, that it belonged to him, and that they didn't deserve it because their belts were made of shotness. Once again, it's slow motion. The 12 brothers, 12 brothers, that must be more on Duff. Yud Beis. The twelve brothers who are fighting over who gets to put the model of Mizbeach in their room, which reminds the Gemara brings about Chokos and I'm whether houses in Yerushalayim can become Tameh from Tumatzeras based on the condition that Tumatzeras occurs Be'eretz Achuzaschem, the land of your inheritance. The Tanakhama rules that they cannot because he holds Yerushalayim on Nishalkel Shvatim Yerushalayim was not apportioned among the Shvatim and is therefore not considered an inheritance. Rabbi Yudah rules that houses in Yerushalayim can become Tameh as he holds that Yerushalayim was apportioned to the Shvatim. A price is brought to support of Yudah that states, Maya Bechelko Yehuda, which parts of the base of Mingdash were in the portion of Sheba Yehuda, are Bayes, Loshakos, Azaros. And which parts were in the portion of Binyamin, the Ulam, the Heichol, and the Beis Kodesh Kodashim, and a strip of land which projected from the portion of Yehuda and entered in the portion of Binyamin, Uvahya Mizbech Banu, and on it, the Mizbech was built. And Binyamin itself was pained by it each day because of his longing to absorb it into his territory. We see from here, though, that Yishalim was a portion to the Shvatim. The Gemara then brings a price that supports the Tanakhama. So the twelve brothers who were fighting over who gets to put the model of the Mizbech in their room were finally convinced by the oldest brother, who pretended to be a newly invested Kongad on Yom Kippur with his linen belt, that it belonged to him, which reminds us the Gemara says that while it's obvious that if a Kongad becomes disqualified the morning of Yom Kippur, before the Tamishal Shachar, the new Kongad is invested into his new position by bringing the Tamishal Shachar. But what is he invested into office with if the Kongad becomes Tami after the Tamishal Shachar? So Ravada Barava said Ba'avne with his pure linen belt, which was different than a Kohen belt, which was made of shotness. Abai said, Before proceeding to the Yom Kippur service, he dons the eight begotten the Kongadol and turns part of the Tamid offering over on the fire of the Mizbech with a fork to hasten its burning. And this act is considered an avoda. And Rapapa said his performance of the Yom Kippur service, even without any other act, invests him with his office, since only a Kongadol can do the avoda on Yom Kippur. So the twelve brothers who are fighting over who gets to put the model of the Mizbech in their room, were finally convinced by the oldest brother, who pretended to be a newly invested Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur, with his linen belt that had belonged to him, that they didn't deserve it, because their belts were made of shotness. Which reminds us, when Ravin arrived from Eretz Yisrael, he said that everybody agrees that the Avnet of the Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur was made of pure linen, and the rest of the year his Avnet was made of Kalim. They disagree regarding the Avnet of a Kohen Hedyot, both on the other days of the year and on Yom Kippur. For Rebbe says it was made of Kalim, 
Well, Rebbe Lezeb and Rebbe Shimon says it was made of pure linen. Therefore, according to Rebbe, the four begotten that the Kohen Hedyot wore were essentially the same as those worn by the Kohen Gadol throughout the year, besides his four additional begotten. So once again, the twelve brothers who were fighting over who gets to put the model of the Mizbech in their room were finally convinced by their oldest brother, who pretended to be a newly invested Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur with his linen belt, that it belonged to him, and that they didn't deserve it because their belts were made of shotness. All right, now it's time for four blah bat chazara. Daf ches, so the standard symbol for daf ches is a challah. So here goes. The baker commissioned to bake challahs. Challahs, that must be more daf ches. The baker commissioned to bake challahs for Gohani when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazah into their chambers, which reminds us that Gmore brings a three-way malchokas tonight regarding hazah for the kohen gadol before Yom Kippur, and for the kohen who will burn the paraduma. According to Rabbi Meir, they would both be sprinkled upon all seven days of their separation. Rabbi Yossi says they would only be sprinkled upon the third and seventh days. And Rachinina Skanakwanim says that kohen asorf is a par of koshiva. The kohen who was burning the par would be sprinkled upon during all seven days, but the kohen gadol before Yom Kippur would be sprinkled upon only on the third and seventh days. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi both hold Tvi'obizman a mitzvah, immersion at its appointed time, is a mitzvah, meaning it must be done immediately upon the conclusion of one's tumor period. But they disagree whether makshinin hazal l'tavila. Rabbi Meir does, and Rabbi Yossi does not. Rabbi Chinina Skanakohanim also does not make the comparison, and he holds that sprinkling the cone who's to burn the paraduma all seven days is ma'alba'ama, merely astringency. So the baker commissioned to bake chalas for Kohani when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazan to their chambers. One for Tahara, where no one could touch him, and the other for Kedusha, which reminds us it was Tanda Brisa, that there is no difference between the Kohen who burns the Paraduma and the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, except that regarding the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, his sequester is for Kedusha, and his fellow Kohanim may touch him. Rashi explains that as the Kohen Gadol prepares to enter the Machin Shechina, we need to prevent him from being haughty or frivolous, so being put in solitude will make him reflect on his mission. However, there's no reason to forbid visitors from touching him. Whereas regarding the Kohen who will burn the Paraduma, his sequester is for Tahara, for purification, and his fellow Kohanim cannot touch him. Rashi explains that the purpose of a sequester was to be more machmir in his purity as a counterbalance to the cool of contaminating him and immersing him on the day of the burning to repudiate the opinion of the tzedukim. So the baker commissioned the bechalos for Kohanim when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazan to their chambers, one for Tahar where no one could touch him, and the other for Kedusha, which was in the middle of renovations again. Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce that Rebuda says that the Lishkas Parhedon was originally called the Lishkas Balvate, the Chamber of Balvate, meaning aristocrats, because the Gohan and Gadolim of that era were honorable men. Later, they became wicked as they paid the king for their position instead of attaining it on their merits, and they died every year. As a result, the chamber was remodeled every 12 months for its new resident, and it was similar to the low-level appointees of the king called Parhedron, who were replaced every 12 months. Therefore, they called it the Lishkas Parhedron. Daftes of the similar Daftes is a teapot. So here goes. More than 300 muzzle tub in your new position, teapots, teapots. That must be wrong, Duff. Tess. More than 300 muzzle tub in your new position, teapots, were smashed, which reminds us, Rabbi Baruch Hanna said in the name of Yochanan, what's the meaning of that which is written, Yiras Hashem Tosif Yamim, Ushnos Rishayim Tiksarna, the fear of Hashem will increase days, but the years of the wicked will be short, and the fear of Hashem will increase days is a reference to Mikdash Rishon, which stood for 410 years, and throughout that period, only 18 Kohan Gadolim served in it. But the years of the week will be shortened is a reference to Mikdashani, which stood for 420 years, yet more than 300 Kohan Gadolim served in it. So more than 300 muscle tub on your new position teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls, which reminds us, she was destroyed because of two things that were present there, immorality and irreverence of the Kachim. The Gemara explains that the morality was the behavior of Elia Cohen's sons, 
who delayed the women bringing bird offerings, which prevented them from returning home to their husbands, and the irreverence to Kachim was that they had their servants take the meat of the Shlamim before they entitled to them. Rabbi Yochanan continues and states that Bayez Rishon was destroyed because of three things. Avodazor Gili Arais and Shvichus Damim. Why was Bayez Shani destroyed when we know they were involved with Torah Mitzvah and Queen Osasadim? Because of Sinas Chinam. This teaches that Sinas Chinam is equal to the three cardinal sins of Avodazor Gili Arais and Shvichus Damim. So more than 300 muzzle to your new position Teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls and where people sat and drank coffee, pretending to be friends. Which reminds Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lezer both said, The earlier ones whose iniquity was revealed had their end revealed. Rashi explains that during Bias Rishon, when people transgressed openly and made no effort to conceal their transgressions. Therefore, Yirmiyahu prophesied that the Galas and Bavel would last seven years. The later ones, whose iniquity was not revealed, their end was not revealed. Rashi explains that the people during Bayashini did their transgressions in secret. The Marashah says they harbored unwarranted hatred toward their fellow men in their hearts, while in public they would eat and drink together. Dafyud. So the symbol of Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of Yidin. Minion of Yidin. That must be more Daf Yud. The minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans, which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi said in the name of Rabbi, I see the Romi should Rome is destined to fall into the hands of Persia based on a Pasuk in Yermiel. Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Lai also said that Rome will fall into the hands of Persia based on a Kavach Homer. Rav said, I see the Prash should Romi. Persia is destined to fall into the hands of Rome. When he was questioned whether it made sense that the builders, referring to Persia, should fall into the hands of the destroyers, referring to Rome, he answered, yes, Gezeris and Melchi, such is the decree of the king. Others say, the Rav answered that Persia also destroyed many synagogues. So the minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times, which reminds Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav that Mashiach will not come until the wicked kingdom of Rome has overrun the entire world for nine months, as it says in Michal, Therefore he will surrender them until the time that one gives birth, then the rest of his brothers, referring to the Mashiach's brothers, will return with B'nai Yisrael. Rashi on the Pasuk explains that after nine months, the rest of the Mashiach's brothers, referring to the rest of Shevet Yehuda, will join the other Shvatim and form a unified kingdom in Eretz Yisrael. So the minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times inside a little chamber that wasn't a prison because it had a mezuzah affixed to the door. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright Sakol Shakushayi but Mikdash, all the chambers in the base of Mikdash had no mezuzahs, except for the Barhadron chamber, since it served as a dwelling for the Kohen Gadol the week before Yom Kippur. Yudah said that there were several chambers that served as dwelling places, referring to the places where the Kohanim Levim, who guarded the base of Mikdash, would stay. Yet they had no mezuzahs. Rather, it was a Durabanan requirement that the Lishkas Barhadron had a mezuzah. The Gemara on Amabase brings Rava's explanation that according to Rabbi Yehuda, Diras Balkorcha Loshma Dira, an enforced residence, is not considered a residence. Therefore, the Lushkas Parhedrin was not Chaim in the Raisa to have a mezuzah. The Rabbanan enacted a Chia Mezuzah, Shua Yomru Kongado Chavish Babesa Surin, in order that people should not say the Kongado is locked in jail. The absence of the mezuzah would draw attention to the forced nature of his stay. Daf Yudolf, so the symbol Daf Yudolf is stars. So here goes. In their attempt to break the world record for the largest number of mezuzahs in a single province, the inhabitants stuck gold stars. Gold stars, that must be Ron Daf Yudolf. In their attempt to break the world record for the largest number of mezuzahs in a single province, the inhabitants stuck gold stars on every gate. Which reminds the Rabban taught in a brace, the Pusik says, Ubisharecha, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Plural. 
This teaches that whether they are gates of houses, gates of courtyards, gates of provinces, or gates of cities, they have the Chovas Mitzvah of Mezuzah. Rush explains that that Shari Medino's gates of provinces require mezuzahs in a case where the province is surrounded by mountains and forests for many miles and people can only enter through gates. So in their attempt to break the world record for the largest number of mezuzahs in a single province, the inhabitants stuck gold stars on every gate and made sure to include curved archways, which reminds us it was taught in the in the case of a kippah, a curved archway, Rabbi Meir requires a mezuzah and the chamim exempted from a mezuzah. Abai clarifies that Rabbi Meir and the chamim disagree in a case when the archway is ten tefachim high and the archway's legs have a height of three tefachim before the opening between them narrows to less than that of four tefachim. But the archway is not four tefachim wide along the entire minimum height of ten tefachim. However, the wall surrounding the archway is large enough to allow one to carve into it to complete the entranceway to the full four tefachim along the height of the ten tefachim. Rabbi Meir holds We view the entrance as if it's enlarged since it has the potential to do so, but the Rabban holds We do not take the potential into account, but consider the archway as it presently stands. So in their attempt to break the world record for the largest number of mezuzahs in a single province, the inhabitants stuck gold stars over every gate and made sure to include curved archways, shuls, and women's houses on the right side as people enter, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace of basic nesses, basic isha, basic shutfin, chayevitz, but mezuzah. A shul, a house of women, and a house owned by partners require a mezuzah. One way I thought, basecha, your house implies, and not her house, and not their houses, referring to a shul and house owned by partners. The Torah asks why we don't actually drive these conclusions to answer because the next Pesach states, in order to increase your days and the days of your sons. Do these people who own houses independently have a need for a long life, but not women and partners? Of course not. The Gemara then asks, then what's the need of the Pesach stating Beisecha? And brings Rabbah who answers Derech Biyatzcha, the word your house, may be read your entry, indicating that the mezuzah should be affixed the way you enter. And when a person lifts his feet to enter a house, he lifts his right foot first. The Torah therefore teaches that the mezuzah should be affixed on the right side as a person enters. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechtas. Number one, which stuff did you learn the causes of the Churban of Shilu, Bayez Rishon, Bayez Shani? That's on Duff. Test. Good. Number two, which stuff did you learn that all gates, including the gates of provinces, require mezuzahs? That's on Duff. Yudolf. Good. Number three, which stuff do we have a three-way malchus regarding how the substitute Kohen Gadol is invested into office if the Kohen Gadol becomes tummy after bringing the tummy shel shachar? That's on Duff. Yudbeis. Good. Number four, which stuff do you learn that the preacher of the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippurim was for Gedusha, whereas the preacher of Kohen during the Avodah of the Paraduma was for Tahara? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. Number five, which stuff do we have a malchus whether Rome will fall into the hands of Persia or Persia will fall into the hands of Rome? That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number six. Which stuff did Malkot Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda whether Yushalayim was a portion to the Shvatim, which would dictate if houses in Yushalayim can become Tameh from Tumat Saras? That's on Duff. Yud Beis. Good. Number seven. Which stuff did the reason the Lishkos Barhedrim had a Mezuzmid the Rabbanan was so that it should not look like the Kohen Gadol was locked in jail? That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number eight. Which stuff did Malkot regarding whether the Avnet of a Kohen was made of linen or shotness? That's on Duff. Yudbeis. Good. Number nine. Which of the when the Mashiach comes after Rome overruns the entire world for nine months? That's on Duff. 
Yud. Good. And number 10, which stuff do the between Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim? Whether when it comes to affixing a mezuzah in a kippa, a curved archway. That's on Dav. Yudov. Excellent. Right, now the three bonus questions. Number one, which stuff do is whether salt water can be purchased with Meisr Shani monies? That's on Dav. Chavzain in Erevin. Good. Number two, which stuff do you learn how Hillel dealt with Gering converts? That's on Dav. Laman Alfin Shabbos. Good. And number three, which stuff do you learn that it's Malchus between Rebbe and Rebbe Nassim, whether a ger that converted and a boy who became bar mitzvah after Pesach need to bring a Pesach Sheni? That's on Duff. Sadi Gimel and Pesachim. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nazikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.